Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. My favorite day of the week, if you need just a brain break from whatever is going on in your life to focus on other people's drama, that is exactly what we're here to do. And we have lots to discuss today. Obviously, we're going to talk about the disaster that was the Love is Blind reunion. We're going to talk more about the messy aftermath of that reunion, because I actually find that more intriguing than what actually happened at the reunion. But if you want my general thoughts, um, you know, a, a bit more of a recap of the reunion, I did do that this week on my Patreon on Extra Pop. Uh, the link is in the description below. But let's start with our pop three. The biggest headlines from this week, Ariana's Coachella weekend fling was everywhere this weekend. I feel like I could not open my Instagram page without seeing Ariana frolicking through the fields of Coachella with a rather chiseled man by her side. Um, She looked great. She looked happy. She looked like she was having fun, very flirty with the man. And we've now, of course, all Instagram stalked him. We all know that his name is Daniel Way. He's a fitness coach. He lives in New York City. The word on the street is that they met in Mexico at that wedding. Remember when um, Ariana had her Carrie Bradshaw moment, although some of you wrote me a new one from for comparing her to Carrie Bradshaw, um, which I, I'll just be honest with you, I don't watch Sex in the City. So, so maybe I feel like I've just seen Carrie Bradshaw like walking through the streets of New York City, like owning her independence. And that's kind of what we all meant by that. But Oh, gosh, I hope I don't get canceled from the Sex and the City lovers. Anywho, um, so while we're all cheering cheering for her, a rep says it's nothing serious. Uh, An insider said, Ariana just got out of a long relationship and isn't jumping into anything serious. What you're seeing is a woman who is single having fun. I mean, did we expect the first guy that we see Ariana with to be her next soulmate? I mean... No, but they have matching shoes. So what do you mean it's not serious? Did you see that? They got matching. I don't know if they're Jordans or Air Force Ones or something like that. But they also were making out at LAX, which it's like, Ariana, this is not her first rodeo. She knows what she's doing. She knows that paparazzi are going to see her everywhere, especially at LAX. So she was like hot and heavy on the PDA. You absolutely love to see it. So whether or not it's super serious, I don't care. All I care about is that she's having fun, that she's not, you know, down and out over other people making stupid decisions. That brings us to headline number two. Tom Sandoval had some drama with a wellness resort called Miraval. So we're going to explain the drama. Last week, at the end of the week, it was revealed that Raquel had checked into a mental health facility. So this is a statement from Raquel's rep at the time, I believe it was last Friday, said Raquel and her family decided before the relationship was discovered that she would enter a voluntary facility for mental health counseling. Raquel had planned to admit herself before the VPR reunion was taped on March 23rd. She was scheduled to go in pre-reunion, but decided she wanted to finish her filming commitment. Bravo and production were aware and in support of her journey towards better mental health health. Okay. So that was the first story that came out. 
But then you have people like Peter and Dana making little jabs saying she's not at a mental health facility. She's at a spa. And, you know, it's like if one person says it, if Peter says it, okay. But like Peter and Dana saying it. So some people thought that she was at this place in Arizona called Miraval. Um, however, and we'll discuss that place more in just a second, but however, a source told us magazine on Saturday that Levis quote is absolutely not at a spa, Miraval resort or otherwise. The insider says people looking to jump on the bandwagon for relevance and spreading misinformation and rumors should not only consider Raquel's circumstances, but also consider all the people struggling with their mental health who are watching how people are reacting to the situation. It will only make it harder for them to seek help. So this is where Tom Sandoval comes into play. Whenever it was rumored that Raquel was there, that's when Miraval posted this photo on their Instagram saying, just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. You know, obviously alluding to the fact that rumors were already running rampant that Raquel was there, that Tom Sandoval was going to join her there. So they were playing into the spectacle, as Tom Sandoval is about to call it. Um, so earlier this week, Tom then gets on his Instagram story and says, I'm beyond disappointed in at Miraval Resorts, at Miraval, Arizona, and their decision to post their Instagram account this weekend, alluding to me staying there this week. They claim to be a refuge for wellness and betterment, but that is obviously false. They'd rather feed into the negativity and spectacle that has engulfed my life. He says, in a continuous effort to be healthy and work on myself, I planned a trip to go there completely alone to try to find some peace. Miraval clearly isn't the space for that. He also says special shout out to the general manager who refuses to take any reason. Nope. Responsibility for the actions of his team, even though he considered the post in poor taste, regardless of where you stand in all this, we all deserve the chance to work to be better. So what do I think about this? I think for our, for however much Tom Sandoval does not want the Scandoval to be a spectacle, he surely is the only one adding the hoopla as Howie Mandel as of late. I mean, obviously, we know and we've talked about this a billion and a half times that at the beginning with the restraining order and Sheena's podcast and Lala's podcast, it was beginning to be a lot. But now that things are died down, who are you hearing from? You're hearing things like Raquel checked into a mental facility. You're hearing things like Tom Sandoval going on Howie Mandel and now Tom Sandoval calling out Miraval Resorts. And they deleted the post before Tom posted that on his Instagram story. So it's like, what are you, what are you trying to do here exactly? They rectified the situation how they could, which was deleting the post, but you now want to bring back more attention to it. Why? I have also noticed that he's been more active on social media lately, so I don't know if he's maybe coming out of all the things he was feeling. And look, we don't want people to like suffer, maybe for like a moment, you know, like we wanted him to suffer for a moment because what he did was pretty messed up. But you don't want people to go down the, a wrong path in life. It's like we we just, I think we more so want Ariana to be happy than we want Sandoval to be happy. I know that's where a lot of my, not even like anger, 
But that's where my my emotion comes through, right? Where it's like, I don't want Ariana to be hurting. So what can we do to make sure that she's not hurting? I mean, nothing. I don't know her. She doesn't know me. But anyhow. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's move on to our third and final update. And this has been under the radar a little bit. It's a Southern Charm update between... Olivia Flowers, she's had a falling out with Austin Kroll and Taylor Ann Green. And a lot of you didn't actually know about this. So something happened in the middle of Scandaval, which is kind of why, you know, people missed it because we couldn't focus on literally anything else. And it happened between the cast of Southern Charm. Um, The rumor was that Austin had hooked up with Taylor and which... It's like, it does come as a surprise, but it also doesn't come as a surprise because we all watched the reunion. We all saw that very, you know, emotional moment between Taylor and Austin. And we were all like, whoa, like, would they make a good couple? I was also convinced that Olivia and Austin were never really a thing um, and that it was more of a TV thing than anything. But uh, here's where things stand right now. So Olivia has unfollowed both Austin and Taylor. Taylor still follows both Austin and Olivia and Austin has unfollowed Olivia and only follows Taylor. Okay. So what do we know? We know that that's a rumor. We know that this upcoming season is also going to be so unbelievably tough for Olivia as she dealt with the sudden passing of her brother, Connor, who passed away in January and he was only 32. So, you know, that was happening towards the end of filming. And then we get to March. Scandaval hits. We are in the thick of it. And then like page six slides that report in there that Taylor and Austin had hooked up and that we were going to watch it play out on the next season, um, which I feel like makes the unfollows pretty warranted. So Olivia was on Sheena's podcast last week and um, she doesn't come out and say, yes, something happened between the two of them. She doesn't deny it. And she also says, I was dealing with a lot of crap about uh, Taylor and Austin. And she was like, I was having to pretend to care when really I don't care. Like the only thing I cared about was the fact that I just tragically lost my brother and I had to you know, come to set and pretend like I cared to fight with Austin or fight with... Taylor. So she also revealed um, that Austin called her an inconsistent friend after her brother passed away, which like, Austin, if that's true, please like, do not make this about you. Please. So Olivia also said that she had experienced an emotional blackout while filming this past season, you know, and dealing with her fellow cast members 
crap during her time of grieving. So, oh, I'm really not looking forward to this season of Southern Charm. It's like at first when you hear that there was potentially a hookup between Austin and Taylor, you're like, oh my gosh, because you think of the chef of it all. Um, but when you put it into context of what Olivia had to go through this season, it's not cool. So I have no idea when Southern Charm is going to come back on the air. So time will tell. But now it's time to get into the deep dive. Every week on my Instagram, I open up the deep dive submissions to you. What do you want to know more about? And this week, it comes from Emily. Hey, Morgan. It's Emily from Columbus, Ohio. My deep dive submission is for the Love is Blind reunion and the messy aftermath. Paul coming for Vanessa. And what did you think of the Lachey's hosting job? All I can say is yikes. Thanks for keeping me updated on all things pop culture. You're really out here doing God's work. Emily, love you like a sis. Okay, we are going to get into the aftermath of a messy Love is Blind reunion. It was messed from the jump. Couldn't even get the live stream to work. They should have taken that as a sign from the good Lord above. Please don't do this reunion abort mission as fast as humanly possible. In the end, 6.5 million people ended up watching this reunion. So I don't think that it really mattered. But a lot of people were saying that it was boring. I didn't think it was boring. Um, There were weird moments for sure. But I did enjoy, you know, updates on like everybody's family situation, Bliss and her dad coming around to Zach, you know, Chelsea and Kwame getting to meet Kwame's mother, um, Tiffany and Brett, arguably the strongest relationship in love is blind history, getting absolutely no screen time, um, which was just a utter tragedy. But in my opinion, there were three really weird moments. Um, Vanessa and Paul's little debacle, Vanessa and Marshall's little debacle. And then Vanessa with the baby questions, common denominator. We'll get into that later, but, um, Paul called Vanessa out on her personal bias, which if one cast member is going to be able to do it, it's Paul. The scientist point blank is like, well, I was analyzing our conversation and from the evidence I gathered, Vanessa Lachey had a personal bias when I was talking about Micah not being able to mother my children. You know what I mean? Like he's just so analytical that if anybody else would have said this, we would have been... Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It was a crazy reunion. I can't even formulate thoughts right now. But he did post on his Instagram story that Vanessa sent him flowers. So it's like clearly she knows maybe that she did something wrong or maybe she just feels bad for the way that it was presented. Um, But let's just, you know, recap. So He said Vanessa had the personal bias, and he also said he thought he took responsibility for the full capacity in which he was obligated to. So between Paul and Micah, the big topic of discussion was the comments Paul made about him not being able to see Micah as the mother of his children. Micah called the comments the worst thing um, and said she had never heard that until the finale aired on Friday, that the first time she heard those types of concerns from Paul was watching it play out with the rest of us. And Vanessa, you know, she really like repeatedly pressed Paul for his reason for seemingly like not sharing his concerns with Micah before or even after 
their wedding. So this is what Paul said to Entertainment Tonight. He said, they kept drilling, drilling it down on me. I think I said my piece. I think Vanessa might have had a little bit of personal bias in that scenario, or at least I kind of detected that. I don't know, but that's just my assumption based on how she continued to drill into it after I gave my full rationale for why I felt the way I did. Paul added, he felt like he owned it as much as he could um, of his responsibility in that exchange. And like I said, took responsibility for the full capacity in which I think I was obligated to. So he also said he doesn't feel like he was given the opportunity to speak on everything fully. He says, uh, I think it was extremely reductive in the way that they dismissed all nuance and complexity and why I said no. It was framed as the reason I said no was that she wasn't able to fill a mothering role and, and a nurturing atmosphere and whatever. That was one piece of the puzzle. It was incredibly complex, but that was the answer. That was the reason why. And that's just a fraction of the story. So then Zach comes in, guns blazing. And let me tell you, it goes for me, my favorite goes Tiffany and Brett, Zach and Bliss, Zach and Paul. You know, like I love the bromance between Zach and Paul. He comes out guns blank saying Micah had no intention on ever marrying Paul. People in the cast heard it. It was a topic of conversation. And it's not the first time that I've heard it either. I mean, I listen to Natalie and Deep D's podcast. And from the first episode, they were like, yeah, you know, people on production have told us that like, there's no chance that Paul and Micah are getting married. And this was like before any, anything was aired. So they really called it. And it's like too many coincidences isn't really a coincidence. But uh, in regards to that, Micah said, I feel like his comment was so out of left field that I don't even want to give it the time of day. I don't even know where that came from. My thing with this with this particular Paul and Micah situation, can we just have a breakup like where it didn't work out? It's cool. No one needs to be the villain. They shouldn't have gotten married and they didn't get married. You know, like one person doesn't always have to be the bad guy. Paul can have his feelings. Micah can say that she was going to marry, marry him, even though I really don't think that she was going to. But like, it is what it is. They don't have to be vilified for that. Um, and like I said, Vanessa sent Paul flowers. He posted it on his Instagram story and says, thanks for acknowledging the accidental misleading at Vanessa Lachey. So then we had this really bizarre situation with Jackie, Josh and Marshall. Um, first and foremost, I think when it comes to a reunion on a reality show, I think you show up or you don't get a chance to explain your side. You don't hide behind a Zoom that was probably edited down. The other cast didn't get an option to have an edited version of their conversation play out for the world to dissect. So why does Jackie and Josh get that opportunity? And, you know, they got on their Instagram saying that they were receiving death threats, which should never happen. It's reality TV. Like, it is not the end of the world. Um but at the same time, like Arena was there and you know the audience had a problem with her. So 
you know, in Jackie's own words, I think she probably should have bossed up and showed up to the reunion. But today's podcast sponsor is One Skin. And if you have sensitive skin, listen up. We got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements. Free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated, all the stuff we hate, their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. One Skin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask where you heard about them. Please support the show, support your girl, tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. Anyway, so then we get into this whole conversation about Jackie claiming that Marshall called her a derogatory term that was meant as a joke, but she took offense to. So Marshall later addressed the claims like head on saying that he never used a derogatory term, that it wasn't in his vocabulary, but his explanation behind it was that Jackie had been quote, calling me out of my sex, calling me out for my sexual preferences, um, which is what we talked about last week with the text leak. We'll get into that in a second. She's, he said, I felt like it was my turn to take a jab. I said, you know, you got a strong jawline. You could have been a man for all I know. She took very clear offense to it. We are just learning each other. We don't really know what each other's triggers are. I thought it was a safe space because she's coming at me, calling me out for my sexual preferences. I did not say a specific term. I did not use a derogatory word. No. So then Vanessa like really inserts her into the situation in this one, but in defense of Jackie. And what I find interesting is that she, she really goes hard at Marshall, which like they shouldn't have been joking around like that to each other, like signs of a talk toxic relationship when you're like throwing these jabs out and it's like, you don't, you don't think they mean them, but you don't know if you can't tell that they're clearly joking, like that's a problem. And, but what I, what I find interesting is that Vanessa wanted no part of even explaining the text message situation, which is kind of what sparked this whole thing. The text messages, what we talked about last week between Jackie and her friend, where Jackie is questioning Marshall's sexuality and it checks out with this whole story, right? So you have Vanessa really shy away from that. She's like, she doesn't even say anything about it. She's like, Google it. I don't want to talk about it. But then she has a very hard stance on Marshall's, you know, reaction. And I think it's all important in the context of their relationship. So I'm like, you shouldn't you shouldn't go really hard in one direction without at least acknowledging the other direction. So I also think that this was complicated because Jackie wasn't there to defend herself. So maybe Vanessa was in that headspace, but it's still read very strange. And she says, you know, have you considered Jackie's feelings as to why she's not here today? And it's like, well, if that was the case, Vanessa, Irina wouldn't show up. Micah wouldn't show up. Maybe Kwame wouldn't show up. Anybody that has had a bit of a red flag moment that doesn't want to rehash it on live television, like their feelings are probably, I don't want to do this, but they do it anyways, because they signed a contract. So 
Jackie also claimed that Marshall wanted the engagement ring back so he could propose to another castmate. Um, Marshall shut that down, saying he went on one date with an unseen co-star named um, Kasha, but ultimately he wanted to distance himself from the experiment because it caused him a lot of pain. Um, so the third and final thing that really was just bizarre was the baby situation. And in my opinion, this was like the worst part of it all. Um, people are really coming for Vanessa Lachey over this particular reason because it's 2023 and you really should not be asking that question. And it's like, okay, even once you can kind of be like, oh, not great, but like, let's let it go. But the fact that she went around the room and asked every single couple, when are you having a baby? When are you having a baby? When are you having a baby? And that wasn't it. And that she kept bringing up the baby situation. And it's like, we all know that that's inappropriate in today's day and age. And like, I, I really don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but was she tipsy? Because she wasn't making any sense, you guys. She was really like interjecting. Her eyes looked super glossed over. She was making weird points. I don't know. I think she was. But also remember, Nick Lachey, Netflix is not stupid. And I don't think that they're ignoring their audience because... Vanessa Lachey was not a host on Perfect Match, and Nick Lachey was. I think that's kind of a red flag. Maybe, maybe there's more to the story that we don't know, you know, that she didn't want to do it or whatever. But I thought that was interesting. I think hosting is hard, especially when you have personal relationships with this with these people, which it seems like Vanessa did have some personal biases, as Paul would say. Maybe cast members that she had grown a relationship with, but you have to check that stuff at the door when you're hosting a reunion, a live reunion. Like we should not have live reunions. Like where are the cue cards? Where, where is Andy Cohen? There's so much stuff and it's so layered and it's so deep. And not to mention it was a year ago. So it's going to take the cast a little bit of time to like peel back the layers of the onions to really get to the good stuff. So the whole live thing was just... A mess from the start as to who I think should host. I know people are really, you know, vouching for Cameron and Lauren, and I think they have the personalities to be good hosts, but I don't think they have the experience for it. Um, it's like, you know, Vanessa was a host. She did like TRL and all this other stuff, but she just doesn't have like the interviewing experience. Um, and it's like, can anybody, can anybody host besides Andy Cohen? I don't know. Oprah. Ryan Seacrest. I don't know. Truly a mess, but I thoroughly enjoyed season four of Love is Blind. So there you have it. Let's put a bow on it and let's move on to our final thoughts. Let's talk Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season three. I was optimistic coming into this girls trip because the first couple episodes I loved, but I quickly changed my opinion on this girl's trip. The cast is Giselle and Candace from Potomac, Leah from New York, Heather and Whitney from Salt Lake City, Marisol and Alexia from Miami, and then Portia from Atlanta. Let me just say, sidebar, love having Portia back on my television screen. She's just so funny and she doesn't even have to try. She's like effortlessly funny. I know that some people don't like Portia and Giselle together. Um, for me, it's more like Giselle that pushes my buttons doing stupid stuff. Same with Whitney and Heather. I love Ultimate Girls Trips because they break the fourth wall a lot. And I think that's what's intriguing about it. But I think on this girls trip, it's to their detriment. You know, they talk a lot about 
having a TV moment on their respective shows. But I feel like all they're doing on this girls trip is trying to have their TV moment. You know, like whether it's Giselle yelling about a stupid missing bottle or Whitney and Heather fighting about the same thing 12 different times. Like it's just overly transparent to me that they're they're playing the role of a housewife when I just want to see them go on a vacation and have fun. They'll get in arguments, but it doesn't have to be like this overly calculated thing. They never stop yelling at each other. And it's like, I want to see you have a little bit of a good time as well. The only saving grace for this girl's trip is our man, Pepsi, who deserves a spinoff. Andy, please. So I'm slowly falling off the wagon. I haven't even watched the last episode. So we'll see. But that's my final thoughts on this ultimate girl's trip. All righty, Make sure you're subscribed to the Patreon Friday. We're going to have another Bachelor brain dump, even though Bachelor news has been like slim pickings lately. I think it's because we all have been just obsessed with Scandal and Love is Blind. So hopefully it picks up soon. Don't forget, like I said, pop a batch on Friday, extra pop on Monday, uh, $3 tier, $5 tier. So if you want to support your girl, please do so. Also leave me a review. I think it's been like at least two weeks since I've gotten one. So a little five star, a little love you like a sis, and we'll see you back next week. And I do love you like a sis always. Bye guys. A Huda Media Production.